It's Adasha Townsend of the Feast and Fashion Podcast. I'm a veteran food and beverage journalist who's worked with some of the most notable media outlets in the world. Feast and Fashion is the intersection of food and fashion, one beautiful plate or glass at a time. With each episode, I will introduce you to fascinating, fabulous people in the culinary industry. Today, Chef John Rolo of Greenleaf Chop Shop joins me. The talented chef created the Southern California-based brand in 2010 to offer diners flavorful, tasty, yet healthy dishes. Some are inspired by his many global travels, such as the Moroccan bowl with chickpeas, harissa, and other exotic ingredients. And speaking of flavor, John himself has plenty. His quirky yet sophisticated fashion sense is obvious and is stamped all over the Greenleaf brand. John gives us a virtual tour of his newest space in Chicago. And of course, that comes with a taste of his favorite dishes. Welcome, Chef John. It is so great to chat with you. It is, you know, our mutual friend, William Bowyer, we got to, you know, give him a shout out. Uh, He's been talking about you for years and uh, your brand, Greenleaf. And I want you to talk about what makes your brand so great because he has been bragging on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes me feel so good. But what makes Greenleaf great is that we have grown up over the years and really become a what we call a no veto restaurant. We are a healthy lifestyle base where everyone can come and pick one of their favorites. Everything is made to order, very fresh. So you can come no matter what diet you're on, no matter what nutritional concerns or needs you have and find the perfect meal for you, as well as your significant other or your family. We've got a great kids menu. So without being you know, a massive, massive, massive menu, we've got a little bit of everything for everyone. And add on top of that, at our locations in Los Angeles and hopefully soon here in Chicago, we have alcohol. <laughs> so there's a lot of great pairing with whether it's one of our skinny margaritas or great fresh cocktails or our own private label wine program, which I'm super proud of because um, we've got access to some of the best wine in the world and we're able to cut out a lot of the middlemen and, and bring that price way down for people. So it's been all of these components sort of developed and fine-tuned over the years. And I think that's why people like William and so many thousands of others love what we do. How did you come up with Greenleaf? How did the concept all come together? You ask this question, it makes me smile from ear to ear because it's kind (laughs) of an exercise in what works and what doesn't work. And in my mind, as I was in culinary school and knew that I wanted to be a chef and knew that I wanted to own a restaurant, it almost became a process of elimination. And I knew that when I was in culinary school here in Chicago, I was missing that fresh, easy, simple food that I kind of grew up with in LA and in Southern California where, you know, we've got a little bit more access, I think, to fresh agricultural product. And so I knew that I wanted that to be the the foundation of the menu, right? Where from Mm -hmm. there we could expand. Instead of starting with a pizza base or a pasta base, I I wanted a, a vegetable base. And then from there, add on your protein, add on your sauce, add on, you know, all the other components. And so it was an exercise in sort of eliminating the things I didn't want, starting with the things I did want, and then from there, building out a menu. So originally, it was only salads. And then out of sort of customer requests and and a desire to continue to push the envelope and push the envelope, we added burgers and sandwiches and entrees and breakfast and brunch and alcohol and, you know, all the other components that over the years have now 
built us into this larger um, everyday concept. How many locations do you have now, John? Well, Chicago's number nine. Yay! <laughs> First time we've been out of Southern California. I've done a lot of events around the world and, and a lot of fun sort of green leaf things outside of California, but this is our actual first location outside of California. Why Chicago? Oh. I mean, I know we're a great culinary town. Oh, yeah. You know, it's my kind of town because this is my hometown. But out of all the cities you could have gone to, why Chicago, John? <laughs> it's an easy answer. I mean, Chicago's the best. I uh, went to culinary I will disagree. <laughs> here for three years. I worked for a couple of groups here during and after culinary school, and I just fell in love with it. I have a wonderful group of friends here, and my husband's family is actually from here. So it's, it's a great network of people that we already knew and loved. I wanted to bring sort of what I'm so proud of now back to where I spent so much time, and it just it made, it made sense. Now, how does um, you have this is your ninth location? You you have uh, ten locations because you have two locations in Chicago. I want you to talk about how do the Chicago locations differ from the ones you have in California? Great question. Yes, yeah, so locations number nine and ten are what are called ghost kitchens. In the location in the loop, you can actually come in and see it. There's a mm -hmm. there's a exposed kitchen. So you can watch your food getting made, as well as several of the other concepts here. You can sit at the bar, you can have drinks. And the River North location is just a, a delivery pickup only ghost kitchen. So you can't be inside the building, but it's a very, very active facility. So those locations differ because in LA, they're all four wall brick and mortar restaurants where you go in, you can sit at the bar, you can have an actual restaurant experience. And this is an interesting, you know, as far as the new world of restaurant and restaurants after COVID, this is a great way for us to, to try something new, experiment in a new market, see how it does, pick it up, and then make you know the much bigger investment. It's a wild amount of money that has to go into opening up a new restaurant. So before you know doing that and biting off something that we aren't totally sure about, this is a much better way for us to get into a market, build a base, run a bunch of experiments, test a bunch of different recipes and product and see how we like it, see what the customers say, and then from there, go further. The ones in California, or do they all have the same kind of look and feel, or does each one have its own personality? Each one has its own personality. I know this isn't probably the smartest or easiest answer, but I love giving things its respective personality based on the building, based on the neighborhood, based on the vibe that that you feel when you when you walk up to Greenleaf. So, for example, and I would say they all have one thing in common, which kind of that is that coastal Californian vibe, mm -hmm. kind of like you're in, you know, somebody wealthy's backyard in Santa Barbara. That's our aspiration. But our location in Venice on Abbot Kinney has much more of like a West Coast cool factor. Our uh, beautiful location in Costa Mesa is a little bit more spread out and has this unbelievable indoor-outdoor experience. So they are all different personalities, and in a way they almost take on, you know, human characteristics sometimes. But um, the menus are the same. The operations are the same. The quality is the same everywhere. Oh, well, I see from meeting you here that you have your own, you know, quirky, fun sense of personality. And I want to know how you put that energy into the brand of Greenleaf. Oh, man, I think I drive my team crazy sometimes <laughs> because I'm all over the place. But a long time ago, we had to establish our mission and our purpose um, so that we could always super clearly communicate exactly who we are and what we want the Greenleaf experience to be. And then on top of that, we like to add a little extra flavor, right? Little John's secret sauce. 
But I think that's what makes our brand fun and unique and different because a salad is a salad is a salad. But when you layer it exactly the right way and then add a pop of color and a pop of flavor right on top, it brings the whole thing up a notch and really, I think, is what brings people back, right? And that's the whole goal with a fast, casual concept. I need and I want our guests, our guests to come back frequently. So we have to build very craveable food that – you know, doesn't weigh you down, makes you feel good, hits all the right nutritional points so that you, you know, are enjoying what you eat, but have fuel for the day. And I think that's kind of really what the takeaway is. Everyone sort of has their favorite dish and their favorite signature way to do it since we can do everything to order. But, you know, then we had a little flair on top, whether it's, you know, this garnish or that cocktail, you know, I like to be a little unexpected. What are uh, some of your favorite dishes and favorite drinks on the menu, John? Okay, okay. I would say very quickly we developed this new bowl during COVID and it's called the Moroccan bowl. Because Ooh, I, wanted, I love it already. Oh, it's I wanted something substantial and deep with flavor, but still clean and healthy. And it was, you know, we, we tried a bunch of different combinations of, of different styles of, of vegetables and of cooking techniques. And I fell in love with this one because it's got color and flavor and punch. So we've got roasted Brussels sprouts. You've got those nice and crispy. So you've got that texture and crunch. We've got pomegranate seeds. So you got that little pop of flavor and bright bursts of, of color too. We've got caramelized butternut squash, and this beautiful cilantro lime yogurt that we make. And the whole thing's got some harissa tossed in it. So you've got these really great, unique flavor profiles that all come together and take you to a completely different continent. Yum. <laughs> I love it. And with that, I would pair a nice glass of our Chateau Gonzolo Cabernet. It's a lovely, lovely 2018 cab made by our friends at Vincent, which is a super high-end uh, winery in Santa Barbara. Or maybe our um, Kikori Sour. It's a, it's a Japanese whiskey sour that we make. Now, we don't have those drinks at the bars in Chicago yet, but we hopefully will soon. But if you're in L.A., that's one of my favorite drinks because it, it's uh, made with a little bit of egg white, so it gets really frothy. But the texture is just awesome, and it's got this really great cut with the lime or the lemon juice. So it's got that bright citrus, and then the the really smooth Japanese whiskey with it. So it's a lovely, lovely drink. Oh, I, I love a good frothy cocktail. I, I really do. I would love a tour of the restaurant, uh, the one that you have in Chicago. And, you know, just kind of walk us through, describe what's going on behind you. I would, I would absolutely love that, John. Great. Let's walk and talk. All right. So we are entering the front door of Kitchen United. We're right off of Wacker. So I'm looking directly at uh, the merchandise Mark, can you see there? Yes. And Kitchen United is a brand new food market, uh, food hall, correct? And it's got like a bunch of different restaurants like yours in there. Correct. So I'm in this fantastic nationwide partnership with Kitchen United, opening up ghost kitchens in a lot of different locations. This is really our first, well, it's, it's our second location together, but our first um, where we've combined a bunch of different concepts. And okay. so far it's working out great. These guys are cool. They're innovative. They're forward thinking. Um, so I love having them as our partnership. And so what you'll see is when you walk in the front door here, you walk straight up to a kiosk, which is where if you click on the screen, all of the different concepts that are here are listed. And several of the ones that we run are here. So Greenleaf and Trejo's Tacos. 
And then you'll see coming up is uh, Camille Tai, which is another concept we run. You, How many concepts are there in all, John? Right now, there are 10. There are probably going to be a total of about 20. So that's the, that's the tour. It's untraditional in terms of um, what a restaurant experience is. But I think, especially after COVID, everyone being so much more familiar with uh, using third-party services and, and companies like DoorDash or Uber Eats, and with mobile ordering becoming so popular, it's definitely the way that restaurants are going to function a lot more in the future. So I wanted to be part of that big kind of push to be on the forefront of where technology and restaurants meet. The food, the dishes that you create are, they're, they're pretty adaptable to these services as well, too. They're pretty easy to take out, easy to deliver. Yep. Um, am I correct? Totally correct. You know, when we started in Beverly Hills, gosh, 11 years ago, a big part of some of the immediate requests from our customers was they wanted to be able to take the food back to their office. You know, hmm. it might have been a, uh, a, a doctor with a limited, you know, very limited window, or um, we had a lot of bankers and lawyers and, and people who were used to eating lunch at their desk. And so we learned how to build food to go pretty quickly. And so for years, we've been specialized in this takeout packaging and it, we've continued to refine it and refine it and refine it. So yeah, it's, it's adaptable to this new format. So let me show you some of the food. We it. Okay. All right. Right here. We've got our Moroccan bowl. The one we oh. So here you have our combo of roasted butternut squash, our healthy green hummus, the cilantro yogurt, uh, Kalamata olives, chickpeas, roasted Brussels sprouts, sliced roasted almonds, and my favorite dressing, the skinny lemon vinaigrette. Um, it's all on a bed of farro and kale. And so mm. it's really substantial, healthy, and this awesome mix of flavors with a dash of harissa right on the top. I love harissa. Oh, yeah. That's it's beautiful. Favorite. Nice colors in there. Looks yeah. very hearty. And, I mean, that that's definitely a great meal for lunch. Oh, wow. This one looks super hearty. What's this, what's one, this one? called the Lala Bowl. So spelled L-A-L-A, -L -A, right? Got to get to the West Coast now. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's a great example of sort of how a, a healthy dish can still be packed with flavor and really mm -hmm. So we've got marinated baby tomatoes with shallots and olive oil, roasted corn, black beans, fresh avocado, kale, uh, our vegan ranch, our vegan nacho aioli, and then it's on a bed of brown rice and marinated kale. So this whole thing is a great, great, very robust dish. And mm -hmm. when I eat it, I usually add salmon or chicken on top, but it's a great uh, combo of flavors. Plus all of our dressings, all of our sauces are vegan. So they're dairy free, gluten free, and all natural. We don't put any you know, stabilizers, preservatives, anything artificial in any of the dressings, mainly because of how important it is. I think that we eat as clean as possible. My uh, sister got adult onset celiacs. So we had to tailor our menu right as we were about to open the original Greenleaf location 11 years ago to have as little gluten as possible on the entire menu. Okay. And no surprise gluten, right? Which a lot of people don't understand is out there, whether it's, um, you know, a starch or something that's put to uh, make something a little bit creamier or to make a dressing a little bit more stable. So none of that, it's all really clean. It's all very, very, very kind of diet and allergy, allergen friendly. Okay. The next dish I made for you is one of our most popular salads. This is called the lemongrass chicken salad. Again, a beautiful combo of, of textures, flavors, and colors. We've got 
mango and grilled pineapple and roasted cashews, coconut uh, shredded across the top, jicama, grilled chicken, really, really thinly sliced jalapeno. So it's got that punch of heat, but not going to kill you. And then our lemongrass lychee vinaigrette, which is, this has been probably one of our most popular salads for the entirety of Greenleaf. So that thing is never coming off the menu. <laughs> that looks delicious. Right. And then one of my favorites, which is uh, our roasted paninis. So we've got this beautiful pesto chicken panini. It's probably our most popular sandwich. As you can see, it's just, it's a big sandwich on a a orange ciabatta roll. Um, But this bread is super fresh. You can hear it crackle when you crunch it. It's got a roasted tomato, basil pesto, spinach, and sliced chicken in there. So, I mean, if you could smell this thing right now, you would be salivating. I am. That looks delicious. And like you said, so hearty. And it's for, I feel like it's for lunch and dinner. (laughs) There's so much of it. So, John, let's get to know you. I want to talk about you. You know, you've talked about how you made this your brand and your thoughts, your thought process behind it. But I want to get to know you a little bit. I know you love to travel. You love yep. fashion. You love to work out because your husband founded Berries. Yep. So t- tell me a little bit about your personal style. Personal style. Um, you know, I try and make choices that are timeless. You know, it's fun to be on trend and and sort of stand out a little bit that way. But I also like to, you know, pair something wacky with something timeless. So whether it's, you know, a wild print shirt, when I go out with a, you know, solid black leather jacket on top, that's how I balance things. And I think that's how I cook too, right? I love trying new things and experimenting, but there's always a very set rule of how to make people happy when they eat. So I think for me, you know, it's a, it's a balance of, of something a little fashion forward, but comfortable because I'm usually on my feet all day long, every day. Um, so that'd be like my, my, uh, APL high tops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to me about your travels and how that plays into your fashion sense, because you, you just looking at the Moroccan, uh, salad that you showed us that you talked about, you're very inventive when it comes to food. So I want to talk about how those travels have influenced your style. Absolutely. You know, I think traveling is one of the best sources of inspiration whether it's culinary, whether it's fashion, whether it's learning a few words in a new language, there's so many aspects to what makes a culture beautiful. And, um, you know, you, you draw that inspiration as you, as you see it and you, and you experiment with it. And I lived in Europe for a, a while and that saturation is really, I think, where I got my, my taste from because mm. you, you have to sort of balance what you know with what you're learning. And, mm. um, you know, when you go to a new place and you see that everyone's doing it this way, but you've always done it that way and you give it a shot and it works, it kind of changes your mindset a little bit, makes you a little bit, you know, more wide eyed and and open to, to experimenting and trying new things and not being afraid to break out of your comfort zone. When you're on a hot date with your husband, how are you dressing? Oh, you're making me think, what am I going to do on Saturday night? (laughs) Um, You know, it kind of also depends where we are. Um, we, like you said, we do like to travel, whether it's to go visit family or friends. If I'm here in Chicago, uh, I'm going to wear, uh, oh, I just got these. These are pretty cool. Velvet pants. Got, your, got this pair of black velvet pants. They are slick. And uh, probably a, a, a printed shirt, right? Something a little fun and, and colorful. And then I love, I got this John Varvatos black leather jacket. That's like a biker cut. It looks sleek. It makes, I, I feel handsome in it. Um, and I think it looks, it looks pretty cool. I've seen a lot of photos of Instagram of you on the beach. So Mm. it feels like you feel very comfortable there as well with your family (laughs) and your husband. So talk about the kind of attire you, the beach wear that you wear. 
Oh yeah. I fell in love with this uh, bathing suit brand called Park and Ronin and they make a really great men's suit because a lot of times I find that the only suits that fit are the ones with the elastic bands and those don't always, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm bad, but I don't want to act like a, like an old man. Um, so it's cool because they really do a nice job with a form fitted bathing suit. So I love that. And then, you know, buying clothes for kids is so cute and I just, I can't help myself, but you know, we, we've found a couple of really cool brands for, for kids for their bathing suits. And, and my little son looks so cute in like a Euro style, uh, square cut short. And my daughter is tan with really, really, really blonde hair. So when we put her in bright colors, she just looks like a supermodel. So we, we end up with these really fun bathing suits that um, everybody just, you know, turns their heads at. How is that having children and being able to dress them in whatever you want? Uh, is it like having little dolls and just <laughs> putting, you know, like, you know, you put the clothes on them? I mean, sometimes, you know, it's funny you should say that because we ended up uh, at a school that has a uniform, which as a parent is a brilliant idea. And I, I wish all schools required uniforms because it just, it, it makes the, you know, Monday to Friday sort of argument go away. Um, <laughs> And as kids develop personalities, you know, they get a little bit more possessive about what they want to wear and they start to develop opinions. And sometimes those opinions are totally wrong. <laughs> and so, you know, what we found is limiting their choices really helps, really helps to, you know, allow them to feel like they're in control. But mm -hmm. what we've really done is just serve up exactly kind of what we want them to wear. <laughs> I love it. Hilarious. Okay. It's cute. I, I love it. Daughter will say things like, but dad, look, this matches. And we're like, no, red no. and pink don't match. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Let the kids have some fun. Just, how old are your children? My children, my daughter is five and my son is four. Yeah, let them have some fun with the colors and stuff. They'll, yeah, let them have some fun at this age. So John, I love everything that you're doing with your brand. I love Greenleaf. I love its mission. I love your style, your sense of style and everything. So is there anything that you're working on that you want to talk about, like new cities or anything like that that you wanted to talk about for Greenleaf? I am very excited to share with you our plans for the rest of this year. Um, now that we've proven this really fun experiment that we've done here, we are going to op open Obviously, we have our two Chicago locations, which I am so pumped about. Up next is going to be Austin, Ooh. which is going to be so fun. And then after that, we're looking at another Southern California location, as well as New York City, Miami, and going from there. That's with the ghost kitchens. With the four-wall green leaves, we've got our USC location opening. We've got a John Wayne Airport location opening in uh, Orange County, California, as well as this is super cool and i can't wait to have you in la to check it out we've partnered with the hyatt at lax and so this is going to be wow. the first in the entire company to of, of, of global hyatt to be a dual brand location that has two restaurants in it with two bars and so we are putting a green leaf in the ground floor gorgeous gorgeous totally indoor outdoor space and then a, a new concept that we developed called shore on the rooftop and it is super sexy this place yeah. is rad. It is on the rooftop with a pool right in between the incoming flight patterns of LAX. So you see all the stimulation of the planes flying by, but it's not noisy at all because all the engines are off. And you can see to the north all the way to the Hollywood Hills and, and the Getty Center and, and you know the beautiful mountains. 
all the way to the south, the ocean, the airport, Palos Verdes. And so you have this gorgeous vista, um, a beautiful space that makes you feel like you're in the clouds. And then this awesome, cool new concept that we developed, the menu, the bar, everything. And it's called Shore LAX, since it's right there at the airport. And this is a brand that we're going to take worldwide. And um, the menu and the concept is a California coastal cuisine. All the cocktails are named after famous beaches in California. And the menu is sort of a range of really great uh, clean seafoods with really decadent dishes like a tomahawk steak uh, with, you know, beautiful uh, truffle fries and a tomato avocado salad. So it's pretty special. So that's going to be, we got a busy year coming up, but that's going to be a feather in the cap. Okay. And that's all in 2021. I got to get going. Uh, right. I know. My goodness. This is great. So the congratulations on everything, John. I mean, I'm so proud of you and I can't wait to check out the Chicago locations. And now that I'm clear and free, I'll be traveling to California as well to check those out. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate you coming aboard and talk to you real soon. Thanks for having me on Feast of Passion. Well, that does it for this episode. I want to thank my guest, Chef John Rolo, again for joining me. We're back next Friday with another outstanding, talented, and of course, stylish culinary personality you don't want to miss. Thank you so much for listening to Feast and Fashion on the Eat, Drink, Dine podcast network. I'm your host, Adasha Townsend. Meet me back here next Friday.